Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. From the world's first officially recognised sim racing group, it's the Tora Radio Show. Evening everybody and welcome to another edition of the Tora Radio Show, your weekly dose of broad esports insanity and goodness knows what these days. Hope you're all that's, okay. our, that's our mm. official synopsis done. <laughs> that's my entry into my uh, into my grammar school yearbook. Uh, <laughs> could do better. Stop wearing glasses, sunglasses indoors, you idiot. Um, winner of most vain, 2003. Don't know how. Anyway, anyway. Um, <laughs> let's not pull that can of worms. Uh, joining me as usual on the UK, uh, the UK show, is Mr. Jordan Groves. Hello. That was my Matt Berry impression. That was really, really poor. I have to apologise. Uh, and also, Jordan, it's only fair. It's only fair that we had a, an, an exchange that the American show had an exchange student last week. We have an exchange <laughs> student this week. Um, we've gone for the slightly quieter one. Mr. Ben Williams is with us this week. Thank you for calling me the slightly quieter one. I have <laughs> just Lewis has a ha- see now. The listener will know what's coming next. I have to take on Bridge with a certain level of. Um, Mick taking that went on about me last week, and the fact that apparently we always go off track and it's always my fault. Yet Lewis is the one, I may add, that who is always interrupting everybody. I should know this because I edit the show, whether I'm there or not. I just want to point out that you say that, and we're almost two minutes in, and we haven't talked about a single. (laughs) It's called a buffer. Shush. The bassists. God. I'll have you know I am the Freddie Mercury of this band. Okay. I'm not going to touch that. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's so many things I could say, but I'm not going to say any of them. I've got the crazy face. Needless to say, I won't watch the film about you when it comes out. <laughs> It'd be a very, very boring film. Um, <laughs> certainly at the minute, anyway. Rugby, classic British touring cars, and Warhammer. It'd be called Fat Man Does Okay. Um, anyway. <laughs> shall we? Directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> oh, anyway, there's not been that many. Ex- every three minutes. Been... Welcome to the Toro Radio Show, where we occasionally talk about sim racing. I can news. only account for I can only account for three explosions in my life so far. <laughs> three I don't know what now. any of them are. Only two of them occurred in the chemistry now. lab. Um, right, let's. Goodness me. Let's talk about sim racing. Let's please do. Yes. Let's talk about sim because there is actually. And in order, right, I know this, is, this has come up on, on our show and it's come up on Midweek Motorsport as well. Forgive me if I'm wrong, Jordan. I think we are finally getting to a point where there is some semblance of scheduling going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got, <laughs> it feels better. Yeah, we've got uh, NASCAR have got their real, their real series coming back uh, this weekend. IndyCar have got dates set. F1's got dates set. We're... we're Rapidly approaching the point where we're going to have the entire show covered with with uh, recapping 
uh, real world counterpart racing series to where we're not going to have any. So, <laughs> <laughs> although interestingly, um, it's for me, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens actually when everything goes back to normal. Because um, from what I gather, testing has uh, resumed in uh, France and Germany this week. So, yeah. Like I said, I, I, I think I said this in previous shows where I would like to see what's happening now be the traditional what happens during the off season. Yeah. Because mm. it, it is nice to have all of it. I remember back in the old days before we had this whole pandemic or whatever it is, um, <laughs> whenever a real world racing driver would take part in a sim race, it was an occasion, it was an event. Now, it, it's it's great that they've been doing it all, but it's almost like oh, who's doing this one? Oh, Jensen Button. Oh, that's cool. Like I love. <laughs> it's kind of lost its appeal. All of I itself. loved I loved what John and, and uh, Nick said in midweek motorsport. I think it was last week when they said um, that Lando was doing. I think it was the super uh, the super the uh, Virgin Supercar Australia Virgin Australia Supercars. Yeah, whatever it is, those mm. things the V eights as I as we like to call them. Um, and they quite rightly said, has Lando become the AF courser of sim racing if he's not actually... <laughs> Although that does technically mean that we haven't actually had a sim race in 13 years. <laughs> Lando, please come race with us. We're very nice. Yeah. That'd be good. And we won't abandon you for Ferrari. No, and the game might not crash. Oh, well, it might crash. <laughs> Where on earth is he that his internet connection is so Bad. It's, no, it's, it's not his internet. It's his game has oh, is kind it? of um, it oh. crashes every single time without fail. So I can only assume that. Well, it hasn't crashed when he did supercars because he did rather well, didn't he? So. Well, that's because iRacing's good. True. No, sorry. I mean, <laughs> sorry. My, my inner thought came out there for a moment. Inner. <laughs> <laughs> I think you find but, I think you find inner thoughts don't work very well on radio. They always have to be outer thoughts, otherwise. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I do hope that um, we'll get a con- perhaps bigger attendance of these ca- these real world counterpart yeah. series events if they have take place in the off season. It would it would be you know something to look forward to in the couple of months that we're all kind of clawing at the door to get out into the real world kind of thing. <laughs> There's an awful lot of plus points to it as well, and you're because if uh, Ben will probably remember better than me, I'm pretty certain. The very first time we did British GT, um, that was a winter series, and that was a winter series because it was in the off season for the real series. So that kind of yeah, it makes a lot of sense because it's extra thing. Obviously, it's extra things for the drivers to do. It's extra things for the look at the. I mean, look at the sponsor activation that's been happening mm. with all, with all of these um, series and all the drivers, you know, new, old, and and in between and current, if we if you like, new, old, and in between, <laughs> and currently driving. Yeah, um, they tend to fill in but, that bracket. Yeah, yeah, but but you know they're they're all running they're all running sponsors that are with them still or or, or whatever and and it obviously it obviously has a it's a, particularly with the world as it is at the minute still annoyingly. Uh, it's get it's getting brands out there still, albeit to a different audience, mm. but it's still. It's still exposure, isn't it? Yeah. This untapped market is is now a rich seam, if you will. Anyway, we really should talk about some actual racing and something. Let's talk about F <sighs> one. <laughs> yes. So uh, no, once t- nobody again, goes yay in F when, when we talk <laughs> about F one. Oh, I'm sorry. Hooray! 
There we go. That's all my enthusiasm gone for the evening. Um, <laughs> so, yes, uh, let's uh, kick off our real-world counterpart series roundup of the week. Please, we need an acronym. Um, with the F1 Virtual GP on F1 2019. Uh, this time around, it was the Virtual Spanish Grand Prix, and thankfully we have got that track, so it was actually happening in Spain. Hey. So, you know, that's good. The um, in Spain falling mostly on the plane. If like I George, had enough time, I would it. come up with a, a funny joke <laughs> to do with that, but it would take me the whole show. No, that was very um, good, because I just said, by George, he's got it, and who won? Oh, yes, so George Russell. Uh, hey! uh, he took his first win in the Virtual GP series after starting from pole position. However, it was as simple as that, because he had a, I think it we used to call it a Mark Webber start, where he fell from pole position to uh, fifth uh, in quick succession. Um, however, strategy and general good driving from himself put him back up into contention. Um, it looked as though it was going to be quite similar to the Brazil uh, race that was actually in the Brazil. What? Um, <laughs> you know. Oh. Yeah, the whole thing where they oh, yes, have... Brazilian, um, Brazilian clogs. I hear they're very popular these days. Yes. Uh, so we had um, Leclerc, uh, Charles Leclerc was uh, quite close to the back of George Russell, who had a three-second time penalty for reasons that we'll discuss later. Um, and um, it looked as though it was going to be rather tense because all Charles had to do was stay within three seconds. But then Charles himself also got a three-second time penalty, so it kind of killed it within the last couple of laps. But it was another very decent race. Um, you also had the virtual F2 support races that were won by uh, Guan Yuzo and Norman Nato. And then Frederick Rasmussen won the F1 Esports Pro Exhibition race for the F1 Esports drivers. Uh, the main takeaway, though, from the virtual Spanish Grand Prix event was the broken track limits. Um, I don't know whether you guys saw uh, some of the uh, interesting track limits that were being run at the final chicane at Barcelona, where basically you could just completely... Um, cut the entire final chicane and it what? wouldn't register as a cut. Like, entirely. <laughs> it was it was most apparent in, um, the, in, F1, in the F1 Esports uh, Pro Exhibition race qualifying. Um, one of the Alfa Romeo drivers completely cut it and the commentators were like, well, I hope that doesn't count for a lap and then it did. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> but, yeah. Apparently yeah. the series is using Codemasters, you know, strict corner cutting rules, but um, apparently they <laughs> didn't they didn't apply it to the final chicane for some reason. So um, here's hoping yeah. that that's a little bit better for F1 2020, which we shall get on to later. And I thought that Forza had issues with track limits. Yeah, but the problem with Forza is that the penalty system is too, too good. tight. <laughs> whereas the problem even with the F1 is it's either too good or too bad but never the right amount the one that I mean, the one that annoys me the most get... in Forza is, is um, uh, as an example is uh, road, road Atlanta running um, running wide onto the curbing on, at the bottom of the hill on the right hand side as you come up down, down towards the back of the circuit and obviously everybody uses that curbing not if yeah. you have the track limits on you can't no <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> yeah the Forza Racer regulations where you can go a millimeter over the track limits and get a 0.25 second penalty. Mm. Wow. Even though you probably lost time. <laughs> That's <laughs> incredible. Things. Yep. So yeah, so that was F1. Uh, the next uh, virtual GP event will be the virtual Monaco Grand Prix 
which will be in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens from that. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's also worth noting that the um, F1 Virtual GP this week had guests in the form of uh, Sergio Aguero from the Barcelona football team. I'm not a football fan. Wrong shape. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it needs to be more egg-shaped. Yes, in my mind, but but yeah, so uh, it's, it's good to see that F one is still you know attracting um, audiences that wouldn't otherwise watch it by you know inviting all of these um, celebrities. But again, our main criticism is that the game doesn't really lend itself well to broadcast and all of this. So hopefully, those are wait a minute, are we talking about Forza? Or are we talking about F one? Well, both, <laughs> both of them, but well, in, actually, both of them, but in very different ways. Yeah. Um. So next on our list of the Real World Counterpart Series Roundup of the Week um, is the iRacing NASCAR Pro Invitational Series, which had its final round. I was expecting an R. No. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Never mind. Um, I was literally at the point when when I found out it was still going, apart from what you're about to say, which I found very interesting. um, I was more Mm. at the point of, is that still going? I apologise for that because I know people do. Yes, yeah, so this this was really the series that started it all. Really, this was one of the first series to have mm. like f- basically a full grid of real drivers and everything back when the pandemic began. I'm not saying it's ended yet, but that's another point. Um, yes, and it, and it was bookended uh, quite nicely in a way because the first race back at Homestead, I believe it was, was won by uh, Denny Hamlin, and the race this week was won by Denny Hamlin after he managed to beat Timmy Hill. But really, the, the main thing about this event that overshadowed it all was where it took place at, uh, which is uh, North Wilkesboro. So, um, dear listener, you'll re- remember that we announced a couple of months ago that North Wilkesboro was going to be coming to iRacing, and... Um, it seems as though iRacing expedited the whole process of creating the track uh, so that it could feature as the season finale. Um, it was very cool to see racing at North Wilkesboro. It's a very unique speedway. and um, mm-hmm. You know it, somebody had to put some overtime in for that. Oh, definitely. Um, we'll get more onto the um, the upcoming release of North Wilkesboro later in the show. Um, but yeah, it was... Uh, quite interesting to see such a unique track because obviously North Wilkesboro is is almost on a hill so you're kind of going uphill one side of the track and then coming back down again so it's it was quite nice to see you know you had had the throwback liveries and everything as well because it's an old track but um Mm -hmm. yeah so it's a shame to see the uh NASCAR iRacing Pro Invitational Series come to an end but of course they will be going racing this weekend at Darlington uh in the real world so that's the end of that one unfortunately Oh. Sorry, you wanted an R then, didn't you? Yeah. Numbers uh, forthcoming. I, ca- I can't rely on the director's laugh tracks this time, can I? <laughs> didn't last time, so why wait now? No, man. Mm. <laughs> uh, let's stick with iRacing then. Uh, the Supercars All-Star E-Series. It has a longer name, but I can't remember it. It's really long. I don't think I can either, honestly. <laughs> uh, this week's races, there were three races this time at the Circuit of the Americas. Um, Shane Van Gisbergen won race one from pole position. Um, I think he has won the most races of anyone so far, actually. But he is interestingly not the championship leader. Um, I didn't realize they were doing a championship, but there you go. Um, I think because other highlights. Did the first. I don't think he did the first couple of races. I think he did. I'm not sure. It's been so long. I don't remember. 
Um, <laughs> other highlights from race one. Uh, Lando Norris got a drive-through penalty uh, for colliding with Cam Waters. As a result, he was toward the back of that uh, race's results. That meant that he was toward the front for the reverse grid, which he duly won, becoming the first international race winner of a Supercars All-Star E-Series race. And then the final race, a longer 20-lap race, was won by Anton De Pasquale. Who's also uh, who done was, phenomenally well. He has. Uh, I must admit, not being someone who's able to watch supercars an awful lot, I hadn't particularly heard of Anton De Pasquale before all of this, but uh, he seems to have taken to it very well. Um, as a result, he was the overall winner of the Texas round and has uh, clawed back uh, some much-needed ground in the standings, which are currently led by Scott McLaughlin and they will be heading to the Charlotte and Daytona road courses for the next They're race. They're doing the Roval? Yep. <laughs> oh my that's gonna goodness. That's going to be chaos, isn't it? I have to make I... sure to watch that. Yeah. yeah. I can't decide whether that's going to be more chaotic than the planned races on the Talladega Oval. I actually um, love, I, I biblically love that this racing is on Wednesdays, because the time yeah. the time that they do it... Should I say this? I'm going to say it, because... Because my work colleagues listen to this to the show anyway, and they know it. <laughs> Particularly now that I've got me in office, um, I listen to the races. He doesn't the, watch. He definitely no, doesn't watch. I listen to the races. Oh, when I was working from home, I watched. Um, I listen to the races, and it's it's really nice to have in inverted commas live racing midweek makes such a difference. <laughs> yeah, and it's nice that one of these big series have gone for a different kind of air time because all yeah. of them were happening over the weekend so you kind of had to spend the entire weekend uh, watching various oh, races nuts. if you wanted to keep up to date with it all mm-hmm. um, but yeah I quite like midweek racing I reckon when the real NASCAR guys do that um, next week because obviously they'll be racing on Sunday and Wednesday that would be quite weird but could could be quite good actually I know it people have been for... suggesting that they have real racing midweek uh, for stuff like NASCAR yeah, I think it's quite a good idea. I mean, it, it works for other sports because you have like Monday as... night, you have like Monday night football, don't you, in America? Yeah, we do. But as the only American on this show mm. right now, um, I can tell you that people will not like the idea of having a midweek race for NASCAR because NASCAR is always Sundays, just mm. like the NFL is always nights. Sundays or Saturday nights, depending on the NFL is not always of... Sunday nights. It's on it's on many other nights. Yes, but you only have one game on Monday. You have one game on Thursday. Sunday is football day. Oh, fair yeah. enough. Where yeah. there's like... Go Bucks. Oh, or, <laughs> and Chiefs. I can't remember how many. This is the problem. I'm the one You've talking about me, football, folks. and I'm the, I'm the one that probably watches the least amount of football I, on this show I, right I, now. As a dear listener, as... as Obviously, everyone knows I'm a fan of the Oval Ball, um, and that has that has in the last, well, certainly since lockdown, come to include American football because I have the NFL Game Pass, and I and I have whilst on lockdown, been watching pretty much every Chiefs game since 2016 <laughs> to current date, and it's brilliant. He's gotten desperate, it. folks. Mm-hmm. And I've started watching. I've started watching um, Bucks as well. And considering good. it's been the Chiefs, it's been quite painful. Um... <sighs> anyway, let's go back to sim racing, shall we? Yes. yes. Um, yeah, I want to hear bits. about DTM. A couple more little bits. Um, well, I must have, I don't really have much on the DTM, unfortunately. People, uh, the, race happened. People won. Fair enough. Let's move on. Yep. The uh, yep. most um, last weekend's race took place at Anderstorp, 
Good the way they're you. doing it, um, they're, they're not announcing the circuits until a few days prior, which is uh, simultaneously a good idea and a bad idea because I never know what we're going to have, but then neither do the drivers and it's more unpredictable. So it's quite cool. Uh, this time was the 2013 cars and the races were won by Tom Blomqvist and Lucas Auer. Uh, this weekend, the cars will be the 2014 cars. You know, they simultaneously go further and further up until they get to the 2016 cars. And we don't know what track it's going to be yet. So um, place your bets here. I want to see them do the Norge life or something. Either way, we're going to end up with a spec cup at some point during this process. (laughs) Um, The last uh, event to recap before we get on to a newly announced event. Yeah, they're still announcing events this late in. Strange. Uh, Formula E, the uh, stay-at-home series, took to Monaco. Yeah, you can kind of see where this is going. Um, <laughs> Messy. Obviously, it's the shorter Formula E version of Monaco, so they don't go up through Sandoval. They have a tighter corner, and then they go down towards the uh, uh, Nouvelle Chicane. Something like that. I think I'm. I, yeah, the, the one, the one Monaco after, changes their names at the time. The one just yeah, after the, the tunnel. Yes. Um, the first lap was basically. The, well, the first half a lap was one big crash basically a crash started at turn one and if you haven't seen it listeners please go and watch it because the crash somehow manages to start at turn one go all the way down to the hairpin at turn three i guess you would classify it as and then it keeps going around the corner (laughs) excellent it's just an absolute melee of of chaos and confusion um and uh, the one man who really managed to avoid it all was the man who started on pole position, Pascal Verlein, and he managed to win the race from pole position for Mahindra. What title are they doing this on? Uh, R-Factor 2, as it's the uh, only game that's got officially licensed uh, Gen 2 Formula E cars. Mm-hmm. And only two circuits. Uh, two real circuits, one fictional, which was the last race at the Electric Docks fictional Which is, which is interesting, because you can actually get more circuits on a set of Corsa as mods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe they should just, you know, just silently under the radar just change. Yeah. <laughs> change came halfway through the season. Don't tell our factor. I'm sure no um, one will notice. No, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and then, yes, as I alluded to, we do have a new series uh, starting uh, on the 17th of May. It seems a bit late, but, oh well, better late than never, I guess. Uh, the British F3 uh, iRacing Championship is uh, going to be taking place starting mm. on Sunday, 17th of May, for the next five weeks. Um, the races will start at Alton Park on, on Sunday, and then they will go on to race at Spa, Silverstone, Brands, and Donington. No Snetterton. No Snetterton. That's <laughs> a bit of a, bit of a mess. It'll be okay, Jordan. Snetterton's good for those cars. Hashtag justice for Snetterton. Yeah. Um, Please don't tweet that. Anyway, uh, the <laughs> races will be live-streamed across their multiple channels, including Facebook and YouTube, etc., and it will be including current current and former British F3 drivers, with these being confirmed soon. Now, seeing as though a fair chunk of both, well, IndyCar and Formula 1... Did Lando, um, Norris, Lando Norris done F3? must have done. He, well, I, yeah, no, he he did the British F3 series definitely. There um, we go then. So it'll be officially a race. That's fine. It, he's he. he... <laughs> yep, there we go. <laughs> officially a race. Excellent. Yeah, I, I'm wondering who they might bring back for this. Yeah, obviously people like Lando would be um fairly 
safe bets, I would assume. But um, they, they could really go quite far back with some of the British yeah. F3 uh, drivers that have graced the international motorsport grids. Um, but yeah, so this series series looks to be going on until the 14th of June. Uh, so it's kind of right around where uh, near where some series might start to be going back. So um, I guess it's might work out for british f3 actually because um they're coming in right at the point where it's still it's gotten really popular they haven't had this upward curve of popularity they're just gonna be riding it all the way from the top mm. so um do, do you know another series that's that's um starting on the same weekend and finishing actually a week after oh yeah what banthor esports <laughs> ah that's a good segue yeah banthor banthor so um so yeah, so uh, El Bamba and uh, Lawrence Van Thor. Van Thor. Pronunciations may anyway, vary. Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, I've decided that because obviously they, they've both been because uh, they've both been doing the uh, IMSA esports series. I'm pretty sure both have been doing the IMSA esports. Certainly they've been both between the two of them. They've been doing a lot of esports racing over the past uh, few months, and I'm pretty certain quite a bit prior to that as well. Um. And, and and do you know what? Um, Lawrence, bless him, he put a tweet out, and I completely 100% agree. Um, he basically said all these esports got um, got us thinking: why is it so serious? Why is it only pro drivers? Why is everybody practicing so much? Where's the fun? I thought that's really, really that's actually a really good point. Um, so they what they've done is they've set up a six race uh, series on Sundays, starting on the 17th as well, um, 7 p.m. UTC. What's UTC? Is that European? Um, uh, no, it's um. Oh no, it is. Yeah, it's it's a, a generic uh, okay, kind of so, general European time. So eight o'clock here. <laughs> no, six o'clock here. Anyway, Sundays, seven p.m. UTC. <laughs> um, six races. Car and track will not be announced prior to the event. And you will race against um. Lawrence Van Tor, El Bamba, and other professional drivers in a big range of cars. It's on iRacing. Uh, signing up, sign up is um, very straightforward, and the winners get uh, vouchers to buy anything they want from the Banthor shop. Uh, okay. iRacing license. You have to. I don't know. I haven't looked. Um, Avengers <laughs> merchandise. <laughs> Very good. Um, so your eye racing basically is. It looks like it's. For, I'm, I, correct me if I'm wrong. Any class R, D, C, B, A. I'm guessing that's all the classes of eye racing licenses. Yeah. Fine. Um, whatever your eye rating is, that'd be a big zero for me. Uh, your eye racing membership number. Do you have Discord and let them know why you should race with us. So head over if you want to get into if you want to get involved in that because um, I haven't seen anything to say that they've uh, filled up spots yet, but it sounds really interesting. Uh, head over to bamthor.com um, or just Google Bamthor eSport registration and you'll probably find it. Um, but they I definitely yeah. win the competition for the best name. Yeah, Bamthor. I, I think it's a br- <laughs> to be honest. I think it's a brilliant idea because they're right. They're, Particular, I mean, it, I think the likes of you and I, well, all three of us, kind of take it a little bit for granted that the series we take part in can be streamed, and you know, there's a good chance we'll be on 
on TV or a bit on the inter- interwebs. <laughs> Although in the Motors TV days, it was actually on TV. Um, whereas if you try and do the same or expect the same on iRacing or on, you know, even a set of course of Competizione or anything like that, the chances are quite slim. Um, so actually, this is really because yeah you're not really going to necessarily be in the top lobbies which is a bit sad so being able to race with these guys in a much more relaxed cool fun way i think is absolutely brilliant and and good on them for setting it up so um yeah yeah so check out uh lawrence van tour's twitter as well if you want to find out a little bit more information about it that's some um, very, very to cool. answer to answer my own question um the band four shop contains various items of clothing <laughs> all with the words Banthor on it that's me sorted we'll be buying that. this is so, our research ladies and gentlemen yes. Um, <laughs> yes. but yes yeah, so. there's a hat there are several t-shirts including pink for women because sexism um, you know. <laughs> there's iPhone <laughs> cases Samsung cases Banthor face protection that's what we really interesting um, there's also limited editions that um, are One's based on the Brumos Porsche. Oh, cool. One is a shirt. This is Banthor that has the 912, and it probably says the 2009 GTLM champions. Um, there's one about Macau, and there are two shirts that... That's going that... to be an upside-down shirt. I was going to say, is it upside-down? It is, actually. Yeah. <laughs> It legitimately is. Oh, <laughs> that is genius. That is okay. Banthor wins. Yeah. Yes. Um, and we... there's also two shirts that both probably say "Make blank great again" or something along those lines. Fair enough. Okay. Make Larry great again. I believe I'm not. I don't quite remember who Larry is. Anyway, um, maybe yeah, but um, the other one is "Make racing great again." Hopefully, got... we will anyway. hope to get uh, Lawrence Vantor on the show in future uh, to talk about how the series is going because um, I think it'll be really interesting and it'll also be great to hear from Lawrence anyway because obviously he is quite uh, involved in sim racing and to be honest just talking to a works Porsche driver would be pretty awesome so yeah uh, actually that does remind me of something that I was going to talk about as, as my brain slows down to it's sort of holding. Oh no! Hold. <laughs> He's lagging. You know when? Welcome to the tutorial. <laughs> you, know, you, know you, you know when your computer does. Take... You know when your computer does the um the egg timer thing. My brain does that quite often. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the tutorial radio show where we take a moment out of the show just to let Matt's brain catch up. With there we his go. Words. Uh, because uh, have you got it, or should I talk about iRacing? I'm going. I'm on it. All right, cheeky. So. <laughs> And this is why he's the bass player. Yeah. So 9.30 tonight, just remember, because they see the segways working, 9.30 tonight uh, is round four of the iRacing Pro Series, uh, which I'm sure Lawrence Van Tor is probably taking part in. Uh, this is at Road America. Um, and will be, be entertaining. Mm, and will be live on the RSL network of audio and video channels. Yes. Um, there are actually, and this is quite cool actually, because I've got a lot of, certainly one, one of these guys is, massively inspirational at the minute um a couple of guest drivers coming on brag um brag Keselowski is racing and robert wickens is racing as well oh cool yeah um which is brilliant uh ben constant nick damon and john hindoff in the haggerty global 
Broadcasting Centre uh, with live coverage of qualifying from 9.30 uh, UK as part of the Michelin Countdown to Green. Then the whole race is live. Uh, all live in sound and vision uh, with live timing. Look for the link on the front page of www.radio-show.co.uk. Uh, be sure to miss on. Be sure to um, tune into that one. Do not miss it. It's brilliant. And for all the people who are still saying, but it's not racing, listen to it. <laughs> Don't necessarily watch it. Just listen to it. And trust me, you cannot tell the difference. It's magnificent i i listened to i don't know if you guys did i listened to the uh mid ohio race um, yeah. the other day and again listened to it because i was busy at work and i can tell you you can't tell the difference because the audio from my racing is so good in terms of the the uh, environmental sounds of the cars and everything it's oh it's so good it was it right from the countdown to green fully enjoyed every moment of it looking forward to this one road america fantastic circuit enough said mm-hmm. 9 30 yeah. tonight after this show enjoy more eye racing news jordan yeah so uh circling back to uh we mentioned about north wilkesboro earlier in the uh, nascar series uh north wilkesboro was set to be released if you, you remember from a couple of shows ago at uh, the beginning of june However, due to the massive popularity and interest that was uh, raised around the iRacing event last Sunday, uh, iRacing decided to uh, drop it on Monday. So <laughs> out of the blue, we have uh, North Wilkesboro Speedway. Um, I've driven a couple of laps of it, and it is it's really quite interesting to drive. It, I, I really like it. It's, it's not like another nascar track that's on the game currently because as i said it goes up hill, it goes downhill it's bumpy as all hell it, it's a really cool track but it's, the it's really a cool proper thing, it's a proper short track yeah definitely uh, but the really cool thing that's coming though is uh, at the toward the end of the broadcast last sunday it was announced that we would not only have a classic nascar track to uh, race on iRacing but we would also have some classic NASCARs to drive so uh, iRacing announced that they had scanned the 1987 Ford Thunderbird and the 1987 Chevrolet Monte Carlo and that they will be coming at the beginning of June do you know the the screenshot that they put out of those two cars next together screamed uh, Daytona USA to me (laughs) Even the colours, I don't know why. It was just, it was a massive uh, sort of, you know, throwback for me. But it's very cool, and it's brilliant that they're coming. Yeah. So in particular, the uh, cars in their base livery form are the is the number three Wrangler uh, Monte Carlo of uh, Dale Earnhardt Sr. and the number nine uh, Cause Ford Thunderbird of Bill Elliott. Um, fantastic that they were able to get them uh, scanned in. What's more, they will have their own official series for uh, iRacing yeah. subscribers to take part in, and it will be called NASCAR Legends, which is just brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they'll be racing on on you know North Wilkesboro and all the rest of the NASCAR tracks. The interesting thing is, is that the, these particular year of NASCARs are the ones that were unrestricted. So they will be going up to 220 miles an hour at Talladega. Oh, wow. So that's that is going to be safe. Hilarious. <laughs> what safe? So, yeah. So um, they haven't got a concrete release date for these, but we believe that they will be coming in the first week of June. That's around the time that the change of season comes in uh, for iRacing. So uh, we're also expecting the uh, previously announced uh, USF 2000 and uh, 
pro indie indie pro series cars to be coming to the game as well um so yeah if you're a nascar fan and um you want to try some classic nascar racing at classic nascar tracks unbelievably none of the the other nascar games don't have classic nascar tracks or cars so mm. you might want to give iRacing a go and um it's going to be i can't wait to try that it's going to be so good i, I really can't either yeah I, I mean what i really like just apart from the nascar stuff obviously that's definitely more of a you guys think that's fine uh the addition of usf 2000 indie pro series cars which are pretty certain the same tata chassis um as british f4 um, so technically we basically have british f4 um yeah. which considering the number of tracks that we have I'm, ge- I'm guessing they'll be jumping on that at some point if they want to have any... Well, there is a British F4 iRacing series at the moment. It's, there is. It's not, um, it's there not is. as big, but and they're using the F3 car. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so actually, if they'd, if they'd waited until... Well, that's no point waiting until June, but um, if they'd waited until June, they could have used the correct chassis. But... I wonder if they will swap over, because the se- I don't believe the series is set to end anytime soon, so I wonder if they might switch over to the, um, to the USF 2000 chassis it's possible or just wait until the winter and do something a bit with yeah, a, bit more pro, a bit more promo mm. and a bit more because it ha- with the greatest world in the world they haven't it hasn't been pushed a lot i don't think mm. i've seen no. it on some channels but it's literally only because it's on channels that i follow yeah exactly like, I, like they, they haven't their channel. had anywhere near yeah they haven't had anywhere near the same level of marketing as some of the other series so but, but um, then if you're using if you're using the old um lola f3 chassis that's probably why yeah, that might be. Mm. Yeah. Uh, more single. It's a very single seater. <laughs> Skip through this bit as quickly as possible because I'm not overly bothered. Well, <sighs> some other people might be bothered. Matthew. Sorry, sorry. Did I say that out loud? Sorry, I was out. I was out of thinking. Um, further gameplay uh, for <laughs> F1 2020 has been released. Uh, we saw the official Codemasters and Formula One game channels uh, releasing gameplay of Spain. Uh, in the weekend and also uh, during the middle of the week uh, various content creators got their hands on a uh, pre-release version of the game to showcase to their subscribers so the likes of uh, Jimmy Broadbent, Tiamat Marduk, uh, Arafa have all been uh, showcasing various uh, parts of the game. Um, we've had a couple of little more announcements quote-unquote of uh, various features of the game specifically regarding uh, career mode um, it seems as though career mode has received quite a, quite a bit of attention and uh, updates for this version of the game. Uh, you may remember we previously and, um, spoke about how you would be able to run your own team in career mode, mm. which is a brilliant idea. Um, mm. We did speculate at the time with regards to um, whether they would borrow the same kind of livery system from Grid, Autosport, uh, Dirt 4 kind of thing. It was confirmed that... Uh, the players will only be able to use fictional sponsors on uh, their teams. Again, it's a, it's a bit of a shame that they couldn't get uh, proper sponsors to come on board, but they uh, cited the reason of sponsorship agreements and use of logos, etc. Mm-hmm. And they said that it would actually be limiting the players' experience if they allowed real sponsors to come on board because you wouldn't be able to change colours, you wouldn't be able to move them about, etc. So... so- it's kind of a double-edged sword. It's a good, mm-hmm. it's a good thing, and it's a bad thing. It, of course, it would be nice to have real sponsors on there, but so modding is a talking, thing. Are we talking the levels of like Michelin has been renamed to? Okay, well, <laughs> Michelin's a bad example. Yeah. Um, what's a better example? Um, 
Pirelli's been renamed to Mirelli. Mirelli or something like that. I can't remember what the um So um, long as they don't go down the route of having like GTA renames of them. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's basically in the same realm of like it's it's obviously this company, but we can't call it that company. Yeah. But obviously, you know, um, we, we'll get onto the subject of modding later on, but I'm sure the uh, modding community will work their wonders with the PC version. And, oh, yeah. Uh, totally. these, these fictional sponsors might very quickly shift to real sponsors. Mm-hmm. Um, so also with the fictional sponsors, is it going to be like the grid autosport system or is it going to be like the new grid system? Which We, we, we have... don't know. Okay. We don't know at this stage. From what because... they briefly described, it sounds like you'll be able to move them around the car, resize them, recolor mm-hmm. them, etc. So it, it sounds as, quite interesting. As we've had raged about on this show a multitude of times, you don't like the current grid system mm. because it's not very good. <laughs> yeah. You're, you, you basically change colors and that's it. Mm. Um, other little bits uh, to do with the career mode we also had announced that the managers will be in- managing individual facilities within the team such as marketing development etc so that all sounds very good they did stress the fact however that they are not a management game it is a driving game with management facilities so mm-hmm. we-, we know there's an official f1 management game uh, like a, a more expanded version coming within the uh, next uh, months or years or so so um it's not becoming a management game it's just going to have that um tied in there um, it's a little bit early to judge gameplay and handling based off of the footage that we've seen, but the general remarks from the uh, content creators that have played the game so far have said that the cars obviously handle better, as they would in real life. There have been changes to the aerodynamics, so they do handle a little bit better. They're lapping quicker. Um, they, they're still saying, obviously, it's not a sim, and it's, mm-hmm. it wasn't intended to be a sim. I'm not going to use the dreaded word or made-up word of simcade because um, I, I don't like that word. But it, it's meant to be difficult for those who want to get a difficult experience, a sim experience out of it, whilst also being acceptable for new beginner players. So um, it, they've all likened it, so it's very similar to F1 2019, just with little refinements, little annoying things taken out and better things added in. So mm-hmm. it's looking encouraging, and obviously we'll have more information on that as the months come on uh, toward the release, which will be taking place on the 10th of July, which will also be the uh, <laughs> the same release date for another game that we should briefly mention that was announced, yes. uh, NASCAR Heat 5. Um, uh, do we really <laughs> care <laughs> this is why we're only briefly mentioning it not also yes. because of the fact that they really haven't unveiled much about it just yet uh, nascar heat 5 um that will be coming out on july the 10th there will be a tony stewart gold edition of the game which will include you know various uh, in-game bigger. items <laughs> anyway i'm gonna move on from that <laughs> pretend i didn't hear that. and we're off the air um, <laughs> Tony Stewart, please don't sue us. Um, yes, yeah. yeah, so it will include various in-game items like currency, currency for the career mode, paints, and it will release three days earlier. Um, I don't know why they decided to release it on the same day as F1 2020. That doesn't seem like a smart decision, but um, I, yeah, think, sure. I don't think the people who will be buying F1 will be buying NASCAR. And in general, Earth. yes, but there are still a lot of people who would play both of them. I mean, if you're oh. a sim racing and racing fan in general, like a massive fan of both, you might buy them both. It's interesting, but... actually, because I, I obviously bought and own both 
nine, uh, 2019 F1 2019 in NASCAR Heat 4. Which I'm shocked by. Enjoyed both of them. That game. <laughs> enjoyed both of them for about the same amount of time, a couple of months, and haven't picked them up since. I, I haven't. It's, I haven't it's touched. Reason why I'm not. Literally, the only reason why I'm even considering F1 2020 is because of the Michael Schumacher edition. That is it. Yeah. I'll get and I got NASCAR 4 because it was on sale and I got like you know the I've got the everything pack for not that much money. Yeah. I have not touched NASCAR Heat 4 since I was in a race online at Sonoma in my car. Actually, no, sorry. I was in the truck series, trucks. And do you know the the downhill carousel? Yes. It lifted up on two wheels in the middle of that carousel and drove straight off the track. (laughs) Dear me. You want to run a bit more wing, mate. There's a very specific audience doing that the NASCAR Heat uh, games go for, mm. and uh, from that we haven't again we haven't got much details about it, but it seems as though it's going to be going for the same crowd. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it, it's not. I, I don't sim, expect a so. lot of changes from Heat Four, just because we do have very minimal changes from Heat Three to Heat Four. Yeah, it's so. mainly just going to be you know livery updates, graphical. Yeah. Minor graphical improvements. So, shall we? Shall I am, we move however, on? Go on. I am look, much more looking forward to the other fifth edition of another franchise. Um, <laughs> as announced last week, after recorded curses, um, Dirt <laughs> as Five is always the case. Yes, yeah. Dirt Five was announced to be releasing in October 2020 for current and next gen consoles, plus the Stadia, Stadia. which. For the five people who still wait, Stadia, they'll look forward to that. And PC. Oh, boy. Um, There was a bit of controversy about it being a gameplay demo when it was very obviously very edited um, trailer-style demo. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a part of the um, Xbox Series X gameplay reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, which featured a number of games, and um, I I couldn't spot any gameplay within all of that. But that's a different issue for another time. Either. Um, yeah, I believe the developers have cited um, their inspirations for this particular version of Dirt as the likes of Dirt Two and Three, rather than Four, which was kind of this weird hybrid of Dirt Four, of Dirt Three, and, and Dirt, dirt Rally. Yeah. Um, so it very much looks as though this is going to be like the horizon of the Dirt franchise. So it will be the less Ugh. serious version as a counterpart to the simulation version, which I don't really see a problem with. Um, Dirt 3 was a phenomenal game. <laughs> I, I love that game a hell of a lot. And I love Horizon for, for the same reasons as why it is different to Forza, at least for the moment it is different to Forza. Mm. Um yeah Microsoft, is, so. yeah, Microsoft, when's our first person developer, um, first person, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. God's the, sake. When's the in-house um, developer video coming, please? July, apparently. <laughs> oh, I can't wait that long. I can't really either. <laughs> it is a Should bit... We, in the lab. Turn briefly... 10. Okay, hold on. Go on. Turn 10. Yeah. We know you're announcing a new game. They Just are. tell us what it's going to be, what it's going to look like, and we're all relaxed a little bit. Yeah. Because the when was the last time we had Forza news? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that we, uh, well, we were bothered. This year? 
it, it had to have been before the pan. Well, we haven't had yeah, any before the pandemic. motorsports <laughs> news in at least a year because yeah. um, nothing really concrete. They they've teased several features of the next motorsports game, which we've just been referring to as Forza Motorsports Eight. Um, there are rumors that it's just going to be a reboot, and apparently there's going to be dirt racing involved now, but. You know, that was a poster on Reddit, so who knows if that's actual factual <laughs> information at this point. But of course, when a game doesn't necessarily meet your exacting standards, you can always mod it. Or at least you can on PC, for the most yes. part. What a good segue that there was. There we go. Yeah. So, <laughs> modding is something... Based on Matt Hunter, the master of segways. I keep falling off them. Um, yes. Anyway, so... <laughs> now, when, way back when, I used to do a lot of modding... Uh, uh, back in the day on various uh, EAF1 titles and thoroughly enjoyed it. It's come along, I think it's safe to say, an extremely long way uh, <laughs> since those heady days of 2003 or four. Gentlemen, let's talk about, I think specifically, I mean, because modding um, definitely makes certain racing titles a lot, lot bigger and a lot, and certain titles are definitely made for it. Assetto Corsa is probably, would it be safe to say, I know our factor two is very good, but Assetto Corsa is probably one of our go-to uh, titles. Corsa seems to be the poster child for modding right mm. now, just because the game has been out for how long now? I think 2013? Something like that. But what, when you add mods to a video game and this is just a wide spectrum of things uh, doesn't just necessarily um, apply to just sim racing it makes the game a game that you've played many times before that you've done basically any everything you can do with the game it makes the game fresh and new again yeah. it gives you a new experience and more to the point also it um it gives you more cars to drive exactly and more, more tracks. tracks to drive at yes and and all of these things, therefore, are a massive bonus to the developer because more people then want to come on and play the game. This is why they build mm. games that are quite open, um, slightly removed from the very licensed games like a set of course of Competizione, which is why you won't really see any modding um, for that. Let's yet yet let's focus on a set of course uh, um, for the very reasons that you've just stipulated, Ben. If someone because because we've got to put it out there modding is not modding is as scary as you want it to be really isn't it it can either be very very complicated but thankfully some very very clever people um for the assetto corsa community came along with something called content manager which i have to say is probably one of the greatest pieces of software i've ever ever come across it definitely it definitely makes modding a lot more approachable yeah um like matt i too have had um furies into modding in the past and it used to be you have to put this item in this folder this item in this folder this item in this Mm. folder oh and don't forget about this item in this folder with something like content manager you can literally just drag it into content manager after you've downloaded it from your favorite site of choice um (laughs) making sure that it's repable of course you can just drag it yeah you can drag it into the content manager and it just installs it for you but Jordan, I think it's safe to say Content Manager is actually a lot more than just a way to install uh, your mods. It's actually it's a way to manage your mods. A way to manage your mods, but also a complete new way of actually just playing the game. Is that fair? Yeah, 
Definitely. I mean, a Seto Corsa wasn't. Um, it was designed with the capabilities of modding there, but obviously with modding comes, you know, you've got Soul, which we've spoken about before, mm. which completely re- revolutionises the graphics. It adds day and night transition to every track that you can want. That. Yeah, you do because yes. it's just a totally different game. But with graphical updates and setting updates and various cars having different features, like you've got electric cars, etc. It, it all adds things to the game that weren't originally there. It, the game wasn't designed for it. So Content Manager allows you to... Uh, it's a much better user interface to launch the game. You've got mm-hmm. It's all laid out perfectly. You can um, sort the game by modded cars and original cars. We spoke about how easy it is to implement the mods. You just simply just drag and drop it into the program. It all goes away. I think Content Manager is probably as instrumental in the lifetime of a set of course than the mods themselves are mm. because yeah modding can be ludicrously complicated i mean you mm. can mod everything from you can have whole new tracks in there you can have whole new cars and then you can just go for little things like uh the skin of your car like comparatively smaller things so ha- you, having can, some... you can go down the rabbit hole of completely replacing um graphical um, interface like part of the uh, GUI can be completely replaced you can do things like change how the tire smoke looks yeah exactly so um, so yes yeah, so having something like a content manager is just a, a, a godsend for a Seto Corsa <laughs> really and it also allows you to you've still got the ability to have online games uh, I think the online um, community for a Seto Corsa has um really come back along after i think after its initial launch uh set of course wasn't really known for its online community but the ease of access that content manager gives it Mm. um Mm -hmm. means that you can have any number of combinations as long as you've all got the same mods installed and everything um yeah if, if you're new to modding if you're new to pc sim racing and you want to get into it i highly recommend that you try assetto corsa with the combination of content manager soul and various other mods um we've spoken before about content um, um content creators like uh, jimmy broadbent and uh, chris hay is another one who um go through the more reputable mods the ones that you are really worth trying because of course with every good mod there are about there are, 20 mods yeah. that are subpar let's call it so um if you go to websites like a uh, race department is a really good one for mods um you can make sure that the mods you're getting are going to be worth your time and aren't going to you know crash your computer or yeah. uh, run like a powerpoint is. slideshow or something like that yeah. so um yeah um i definitely for for people who are getting into modding or pc racing content manager with a seto corsa i would 100 percent recommend because the, the the sky is your limit to mm. quote the cliche and the it needn't it, it shows that it needn't be complicated to get to that level as well. And this is something that we are um, going to um, cover again in a couple of weeks on the UK show um, because it is such a big topic and there is so <laughs> many different ways of going about it. And what what Jordan and I will do uh, is we'll, we're going to effectively we'll walk you through the whole process of of putting an example mod in. Um, so that you know how to, do, you you can go and do this exact same thing, um, 
and just and just enjoy yourself yep. and, and do that kind of thing. But what, what we will do now, do very yeah. quickly because we haven't got a huge amount of time left is we're going to um, just sort of say, give a brief idea of what our favourite mods are for a set of courses at the moment. I think I already know what Jordan's going to say because he's been <laughs> yes. jumping up and down about I'm sure. days. Um, I'm going to I'm going to go first because host prerogative. Um, I'm going to quickly talk about a group um, that I came across uh, called um, uh, Gorilla Mods. Now, they've focused largely on uh, GT4 content. Now, obviously, we're big fans of GT racing generally. We have GT4 coming to Assetto Corsa Competizione uh, in about two months' time, which is brilliant. Uh, these guys have gotten ahead of the curve a little bit. Hopefully, we're going to try and get these guys on the show on a future show as well to talk about their process. Because what they've done is, yes, they've picked the traditional GT4s that we all know and love, but they've gone a bit further. And the level of detail in the cars, in the driving, um, in the interiors, everything is is very, very, very good and highly recommended. So uh, they've got the Camaro, the M4, the Mercedes-AMG, the Cayman, the Audi R8, um, the newer Mustang, obviously the newer Vantage. Uh, the McLaren uh, 570S, the KTM Crossbow, and this is where it gets quite interesting, the Celine S1 GT4, the Toyota Supra GT4. Um, they're just finishing um, the Sin R1, and I've also seen pictures of them working on um, a Paynos GT4 car, and also the Alpine. Um, so some quite little cool oddball uh, GT4s in there. They've also done a brilliant version of the M6 GT3, complete with Century Motorsport livery. Um, not the one we're on, sadly. Uh, they've also done the Vantage GT3 and the BMW M240i Cup. Um, and they're brilliant. Absolutely love them. Fantastic cars. Highly recommended. Jordan, I think I know what yours are going to be. Uh, yes, yeah, so I believe your ones were free mods. Yes, Yes, so of course there there are not, the vast majority of mods that you can get for many games out there are going to be free mods. However, there are a couple of um, modding groups that do such amazing work that um, they do charge a little bit of money for them. But with the quality of the mods that you will get for that, it's very much worth it. Uh, the group I'm in particular going to highlight for the Assetto Corsa uh, modding community is Racing Studio. Um, they have become known really for their formula hybrid mods which are basically formula one cars of various years they've done 2020 2021 with the what was planned to be the new regulations uh they've also done a host of gt cars but the one in particular that me of course i'm going to talk about is the formula america's 2020 car mm. that was released a couple of uh, days ago which is a 2020 indy car let's just face it that's what it is um it is fantastic <laughs> basically um it's i i would put it right up there with the level of um driving feel and just how much fun it is to drive how well it's put together etc that iRacing's indie car model is at it is superb and obviously assetto corsa it's a, a european title it's mostly focused on european racing it's it's cool to have a very american racing series on Assetto Corsa, and of course you've got modded tracks out there which you can complete the IndyCar experience with. Um, 
yeah, I would 100% recommend Formula Americas and all of the racing studio products. They are just fantastic. And uh, when I say they charge, it's four euros. So it's really not much. And when you consider the amount of time, effort that the team have put into these cars, it's more than worth it. Mm. And it's so much fun. And Ben? So I've gone a completely different route that you guys have gone in. Um, I've gone into the classic car route. Um, As everyone who listens to the show knows, I'm a huge fan of classic muscle cars and um, classic Trans Am racing. So I've downloaded various cars from from the um, 60s uh, that competed in that championship. So I've got a Dodge Challenger I've downloaded. I've downloaded three different Camaros, 68, 69, and 70. Um, I've downloaded a Boss 302. I believe I also found a Plymouth at one point. So I've been enjoying and having fun with those. Uh, the best, I can't remember who made them. Um, I think I got them all from um, AC Club, maybe. I yeah. don't remember. Which, yeah, but anyway. Um, but I've been having a lot of fun with those at Mazda Racing with Goodness Sega. And there you go. Uh, what we will be doing then in a couple of weeks' time on our next UK show is we will extend this modding conversation. Uh, we do have to hope to have a couple of guests on as well who are somewhat au fait with the area. And uh, we'll, we'll also talk about what, what we think are the best tracks uh, to get involved in um, on that as well as all the usual Torah-related nonsense from us. <sighs> Goodness me. I've been Matt Hunter, Jordan has been Jordan, and Ben has been <laughs> vociferous as ever. <laughs> Thank you ever so much for listening. You can always get in touch with us at the real underscore Torah and listen to us on demand at uh, RadioLamont.com. Bye for now. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLamont.com.